0: Right, our subject this morning is now taken from John chapter 12, and it's the last verse in that chapter is the focus, which is just as the Father told me, we've been looking at the just, just as, uh, scriptures together, this looking at where the Lord has said that he got his authority from and now we're looking at what he got his authority to say what he did so we just will read the portion uh together which we're going to read from john chapter 12 from verse 44 to 50. and it reads that then jesus cried out when a man believes in me he does not believe in me only but in the one Who sent me? Then he looks at me. When he looks at me, he sees the (laughs) one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. As for the person who hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world but to save it. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words that very word which i spoke will condemn him at the last day <coughs> for i did not speak of my, speak of my own accord but the father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it i know that his command leads to eternal life so whatever i say is just what the father has told me to say let's read that last verse again i know that his command leads to eternal life so what i say is just what the father has told me to say we've been looking at different commands if you like from god and the authority of our lord jesus christ when he spoke to the people And it's written down so clearly in scripture that what I would like us to do just for a a short time uh, this morning is to focus on why the Lord Jesus said what he did and the importance of it and how it is necessary for us to understand it in order to be of service, to be of understanding of our God in heaven. In that section that we've just read, it starts off that when a man believes in me, he does not believe in me only, but on the one who sent me. And it focuses us our attention once again, as we have looked at already uh, in some of the other uh, ministries that you've heard on this subject. Uh, The focus is that it's not just Jesus speaking as a man on his own, on his own intelligence or his own worth but then it's not just a case either of him just being a servant and being asked of God to do something like you would a servant a man, a master would call his servant and say look go out into the fields and tell my my people X, Y, Z and he goes out and he tells it This is from the Master. The difference here is that although the Lord Jesus Christ is clearly saying, what I say is going to come from God the Father, because he has sent me. So I'm here because God the Father has sent me. I am speaking to you because God the Father has told me what to say. He's speaking also as God and this is always a hard part for us to try and understand and appreciate god is spirit and god consists of the triune god the father god the son god the holy spirit and so you get the sense and i'm trying to simplify this of course uh, not that uh, i'm suggesting for a minute that you're simple but uh, <laughs> it's for my own benefit sometimes to try and express it is that you get uh, the Godhead, which is a three-in-one, and they make a decision, and they act as one, they think as one, and everything that happens is in total unison. So, how then does that get displayed or um, transmitted down to man? And, of course, what God had decided, the Godhead decided is that God the Spirit (coughs) needs to have vision, needs to have substance, it is seen by man. Because if God the Spirit acts and you don't see it, mankind would have difficulty, I said that's my simple way of looking at it. And so the decision is made that one of us will go and we will become a man part of the human need, humankind, born exactly as humanity is born, and how it's been in operation for thousands of years, and God will be born that way as a man, and so God will be seen, uh, first as a baby, then as a boy, and then as a young man, and then in his ministry you get to the point that when the Lord Jesus went out into his ministry he was able to say I come from the Father and I am doing just as the Father has in this case told me so what Jesus was saying is what I say is exactly what I was told to say but not purely as somebody that just robotically doing it i'm doing it also because i am god (laughs) and so what i am totally in the mind of god my father i am totally in the mind of god the spirit and so therefore when god says to the son go and say such and such it it does not need expressing because he's in the mind and so it's transmitted and it's necessary for mankind to see this and to understand that to see a man who has come from god and has able to say the words that were so perfectly in tune with almighty god and this was the trouble that the israelites had this was the trouble the jews had because they all believed in god the father <laughs> They all believed in the God that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. But this man, son of Joseph, a carpenter, no, that was a big problem. Even although he continued to say marvellous words and reveal God in his very demeanour, in his actions, but as we're thinking here, in his words, that Time and time again you read in the scriptures of them going away and they marvelled. Well, it wasn't a gift of oratory alone. It wasn't just that this, this man had a charisma. We sometimes get that with certain preachers out of the Billy Graham types where you're riveted because of the way they act and the way they present themselves and their knowledge and it just comes across so marvellously and you get really thrilled by it. This was deeper. This was not just an outward human ability to hold people's attention and make them think about it. This was the word of God. And that makes a big, big difference that when we're looking at this, that that when Jesus said in in verse 45, when he, that's us, look at me, he sees the one who sent me. When we look, when they looked at Jesus Christ, they saw the one who sent them. Sent them. When they listened to his words, they marvelled at what he had to say. Not because of his human ability, not because he'd gone to some training school as to how to present himself. Because of the power of God. That's something I think, you know, that we experience, I think, uh, and you you probably experience exactly the same, is that there are times when you listen to holy spirit and you come away from that and you think wow and if you're you make the mistake as a lot of us do wasn't that speaker great (laughs) and we go well he's a good speaker i'll go back and listen to him again and we're missing the main thing and when jesus stood up and he spoke and he said what i'm saying is not just my words it's the words of my Father and I am repeating them and I am telling you exactly what the mind of Almighty God is because I am God I am his Son and I am speaking in knowledge I am speaking in truth and as we read here Talks about a crossover that the words that the Lord Jesus Christ spoke caused people to cross over. <laughs> we sometimes would use it, an expression like, get saved, or another expression which I don't particularly like, but come to faith. But it's all conveying the same thing. As a crossover, you. sometimes it was called paradise it was a place of um, selection a selection for the righteous uh, waiting for the coming of the lord jesus but it was death was there overruling and so when they received jesus when we received jesus it was exactly the same and when we Accept his word so there was two things there that was accepting who he was and then accepting what he said and we read actually in verse 47 a person who hears my words but does not keep them I don't judge verse 48 there is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words that very word which I spoke, will condemn him. That just shows the power of the word of God. The power of the words that came out of the lips of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the power of what we have in our Bible, which is the word of God. That is what we will be judged. And there's, of course, the obvious judgement Of those who will go to the great white throne because they have accepted, they have rejected the Lord Jesus and they have rejected his word. He is the word. They've rejected him. They've rejected what he said. And therefore they're going to be judged at the great white throne. And who's going to judge them? The word is going to judge them. The Lord Jesus Christ will judge them according to the word which is him. What he said there is no escape and there's a clear judgment that the lord jesus christ is quite clearly saying in a beautiful way he's even saying that the person who hears my words but doesn't keep them i won't judge you now because i've got something very important to do i've got to die i've got to bear your sins i've got to bear the punishment for your sins so I'm not going to judge you now. I've got this to do first. And he put a priority on it, the importance of that. Just a he? he who hears my words or my saying but doesn't keep them, I won't judge you now. It made me think, you know, as um the time when Moses was asked by God to go to Pharaoh remember you read about it in Exodus 4 and Moses said to, to God um, don't send me remember <laughs> and he said uh, when you read about it he's actually saying that I am slow of mouth <laughs> and he's saying uh, I am heavy of speech you look at different um, um, translations of it and it, it, it's, it's basically he's saying, look I'm not a very good speaker. They'll get somebody else to do it. And we're all very guilty of things like that. You know that we're looking for a speaker and you think, oh, what? You think, oh he's, he's a good speaker, he's better. What God said to Moses was the most important thing was he said, look Moses, I'll be your mouth I'll tell you what to say you go down there you're my servant and Moses still said no and eventually you read that God got angry why why was God angry with that because God was saying look I'm going to do it through you I've chosen you and I'm going to use you and it's my words you see the perfect picture in the Lord Jesus Christ in that God never, the Father never got angry with God the Son because he was saying, look, I'm no good. (laughs) I'm only a poor carpenter. I've never been trained like Billy Graham about how to speak and to, to hold people in rapture. The Lord Jesus was in the mind of God, of course, and he knew that it's the words that matter and the fact of where they come from. As to how they're going to be presented. And Moses didn't see that, and God got angry, and God eventually said, Right, we'll use Aaron. But what he eventually said was, I'll still tell you, Moses, and then you'll tell Aaron, and then Aaron will tell the people. It's still going to be my words. And I think when you read in Deuteronomy 8, it was actually a time when the Lord Jesus was—do was, um, you remember when he was um, tempted by Satan? And uh, he quoted Deuteronomy eight when he was hungry. He'd been fasting for forty days, and Satan said to you know, turn these um, stones into bread. And the Lord quoted uh, Deuteronomy eight, and he says, you know, man does not live. You know, when you really think back to the Deuteronomy uh, and what God was teaching the children of Israel with the manna was that he had, first of all it says he humbled them that was the first thing he did he humbled them then he made them hungry he humbled them first then he made them hungry and then he fed them with food of, from heaven that they had never experienced before. So when you put that together, that the teaching in that for us surely is the necessity for us to understand the food of heaven, the words of God, is that first of all we need to be humbled, then realization that looks picture of our salvation is that our humility is in the understanding that we are just sinners we are worthless we are destined for death eternal death that's um, humility and that there is nothing we can do about that we need a saviour that's just basic salvation isn't it it's just what we teach in the very basics of our understanding of the love of God Is seen in that, first of all, being humbled. We need a saviour. Then we need to be hungry. Well, in order to search, and it's like you see it in animals all around, that their whole life is consumed by getting food. (laughs) You just watch an animal. Most of the time, that's all they need to do to get the next bit of food, whether it's a bird or an animal or whatever and we are no different in that respect we get hungry and if when you're hungry you need food and then you focus on getting that food whether it's buying it cooking it growing it whatever that is again the picture of the people of israel they had to hunger he brought them hunger first next we need to hunger for christ We need to hunger for the word of God. So first the humility, then hungering after the food of heaven. And that is something that, unfortunately, it's not something that we're all being given. We're not all hungry. And we go through our lives and we don't hunger after that. And therefore, we can't move on to the third step of being fed. it's a harsh reality when we have people in christendom who are not interested in hearing the words of god why is that we see it amongst ourselves and we each of us are guilty of it in certain different degrees because we're not hungry therefore we're not looking for the food the children of israel When the food came down in the manna they were out there and they were grasping it and they were taking too much, (laughs) too more than they should have done, but they were hungry and they loved it. There came a time later on when they started to hate it, (laughs) but that's a different story. The hunger was there and the comment that they made about it was, we've never tasted it." Why? Well, that's because it came from heaven. That's how we should be looking at our, t- our feeding on the word of God. Is that How many times are you reading your Bible or are you listening to somebody preaching when you're saying, God, I never thought that before. <laughs> that's new. I'm 71 years old now. And that still happens to me all the time. <laughs> and I can't, sometimes I feel embarrassed, I think. I've been listening and reading that for years and listening to people talk about that for years. i never saw that before. That's like the food from heaven. It's always new. And it's when you're hungry, you get fed. And this was what was the Lord Jesus' words that were coming from his lips. I need you to speed on. When we get to the last verse, I'll jump right to the last verse. He says, I know, I know that his command, that's the command of God, leads to eternal life. So whatever I say to you, whatever... This marble is, because his very existence, his very presence there, is there because God sent him. He is the mind of God. He is God, and he's there to come and die for us. He is there to give us eternal life. So, therefore, everything about Christ oozes eternal life. I know that his command. What is his command? is to believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of God, to believe that He came from Him and to give eternal life and to believe, therefore, that everything He says comes from the Father. And therefore, if we've humbled ourselves, and if On Christ, man does not live by bread alone. The Lord Jesus, right at the beginning of His ministry, said that. Right at the very first, the first attack, if your major attack by Satan, is man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. That's my main. only going to be a short time. Even if you do live into your 90s or 100s, it's still a short time. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about life eternal. And it's all in Christ Jesus. That's what we focus on. And so, just as the Father told me, I give to Such is the depth of the love of the God in heaven to give his Son that he came in perfection and gave him the words of God that were so perfect, so full.